Hi friend, happy Testimony Tuesday. I have a question. Have you been through something completely unexpected? Like out of left field, really crazy. (laughs) Well, today our guest has. Today I'm bringing you an amazing, awesome testimony of what God has done in the lives of one of my best friends. Now remember, while you listen, if this testimony resonates with you, take it in and claim it, repeat it. Or maybe a name comes to mind of someone you need to share it with after. Do that. Do it, do it. Okay, so this story is from Christina Cassell. She is a mom to three, wife to Cameron, wellness coach, and one of my business partners. And she is someone that lives out her faith daily and continues to walk forward in the face of fear despite many trials and tribulations. So I am so excited to bring you this miraculous story today. The day, actually, before her birthday. All right, that was a little hint. So ready, Wellness Warrior? Let's go. One word people have used to describe me most of my life is emotional. That isn't a stretch because yes, I am a female. (laughs) But when I was described as being so emotional, so moody, especially as a teenager and in young adulthood when puberty hormones were just strong and I just accepted it as me, that I was just going to be extra emotional. And let's not mention how I was practically giving myself whiplash once a month because of these said emotions. This continued for years and not where I'm impossible to live with, but just I used it as a crutch month after month. Oh, I'm getting my period. Uh, Or, oh, that's why that happened. Sorry, it's my period. Sorry, it's that week. But something changed all of that this year. And I can finally say I am over those PMS symptoms. I started taking intuitive nutrition that is hormone and soy isoflavone free to find balance and empower my hormones naturally. It's patent pending unlike anything else. And instead of interfering with natural hormone balance, the menstrual and menopausal formulas deliver key nutrients and potent botanicals to support the female body in every phase and every cycle. Hormones are chemical messengers telling your body vital information. If you have heavy periods, cramping, mood swings, low libido, bloating, hot flashes, night sweats, brain fog, acne, and more, your messengers might need additional support so you can feel your best. Andrea says, because I'm feeling my best, I'm also mommy my best now. Michelle says, Now all my days are good days. I don't need to blame my hormones anymore. It's just me. Take the fun quiz in the show notes to see if your hormones are telling you that they really need to be balanced. Also, you can find a ton more information at the link in the show notes. Hey mama, are you stressed by the lack of time in the day to do all the things Are you feeling disconnected from God, your husband, and even your kids because patience and presence seem out of reach? Do you want a healthier body, mind, spirit, and home, but overwhelmed in where to start? Hey, I'm Shan Wright, daughter of the king, wife, mom to four, 
RN wellness coach, and I know very well what it feels like to want to live well, but about to lose it with my very blessed full life. After realizing I can't pour from an empty cup, I tracked my way to whole body wellness and so much peace. If you are ready to cancel the stressed out life, learn tactical, intentional strategies as a mom wearing many hats, find more peace, confidence, and joy raising kingdom kids, then listen in. Come on, mama, together we got this. Really, God's got this. So go heat up that coffee again and turn your listening ears on. Let's chat. Okay, so I am so excited to have one of my best friends here for this conversation today. It's going to be super insightful as we come across many challenges in motherhood. And so I would like to welcome Christina Cassell to the podcast. Hi, (laughs) never done this before, so this will be interesting. I know, it's a talk on the daily basis, so it's like on an actual podcast feels a little weird, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We're just going to have a little conversation. Yeah. And it's funny because I also know all this stuff. So really she's sharing it with you all and you get to hear it, but I already know most of it. And that's why I'm having her on because it's such an amazing story. Okay. So (laughs) ask her just to first off, share a tiny bit about your family. What do you do? Um, are you married, your kids, that sort of thing, just real fast. Sure. Um, I'm Christina Cassell, like she said, and married to a husband almost 15 years in May and to a husband, to my lovely husband, (laughs) (laughs) Um, not just any husband. He's pretty awesome. Uh, And I have three kids. And one of those three is a big part of the testimony that I'm going to share today. Um, Fishers, Indiana is where we live now, but from Nashville, Michigan. So kind of all over the Midwest and South, um, and God's moved us here for part of a bigger plan and story. And that's all kind of part of it too. So, yep. That's a little bit. Awesome. Okay. So yes, that little baby, she is, um, one and a half, a little over one and a half, but, um, can you share the basics of that amazing miraculous story that God did in your life? Yeah. So it's a very long story, but for podcasting purposes, I'm going to try to make it as short as possible. Um, I got to give you a little backstory about my life, um, trying to get pregnant because that kind of goes along with the story. Um, but for any woman out there listening that has struggled to have a child and you've cried at night, wondering why God will not give you a child, I've been there. And then to any woman that's out there, that got pregnant unexpectedly and didn't expect it or want it. I've also been there. So I've kind of been on both sides of the spectrum and God has taught me quite a bit through both of those. Um, but the one I'm going to focus on today, um, is my, um, my youngest. And like I said, it took us, um, four and a half years of actively trying to have my very first child. I wanted to have all my kids by 30 and I didn't even have my first one hardly by 30 because it took us so long to get pregnant. We had to have Clomid and progesterone. And um, I had a couple of surgeries to be able to get pregnant and I have a missing fallopian tube. So there's just a lot to it. So anyway, after two, after we have one boy and one girl, my husband and I said, okay, we like to be one-on-one, man-on-man basketball. I don't want to play zombie friends. (laughs) 
Um, so we were done and my husband got a vasectomy um, and it was successful. And he really only did that because we were like, oh, just in case, you know, because um, clearly we don't have an easy time having kids anyway. So we don't really probably need the vasectomy, but we might as well get one. Um, so he got that. And then lo and behold, um, about a year and a half later, sorry for all those moms out there that you know, your husband got a vasectomy and you think that it's good. <laughs> it is. Don't worry. You won't be the one in 2000 unless it's part of God's plan. But um, we were the one in 2000. Um, I got pregnant with a third baby. Um, and this is kind of where my start, uh, my story begins. Um, I'm going to be really honest with you. When I found out I was pregnant, I was angry. <laughs> I was very, very mad. Um And that actually brings tears to my eyes now because I'm on the other side of it and I see my baby girl and I love her and I can't believe that I had those emotions, but to be transparent, like we have emotions and that's okay. Um, And I didn't want to be pregnant again. I was older than I wanted to be with the first two. And so now I'm in geriatric pregnancy stage, way older than I wanted to be pregnant. Um, And here I am pregnant again. And I just didn't want to start over. All my kids were out of diapers. Um, anyway, I could go on about that a lot, but, um, there's a couple of things that God taught me during that time. Um, I'm two things specifically that I'm going to focus on. One was a big part of a reason why I didn't want to be pregnant is because I had, just kind of gotten to the point where I was almost back to like my six pack abs and I didn't want to deal with like postpartum love handles and hips again. Um, and so all of that to say, so I realized that, um, pride was a big thing that I dealt with, but not only pride, but like pride in my body. And, um, I found out the next nine months were going to derail all of my physical gains. Um, and that was really tough for me to swallow, but God kind of began to show me how I was idolizing image instead of just being healthy. And God wanted me to be healthy and always wants us to be healthy. He wants us to take care of our temples and not stuff it full of junk food that zaps our energy so that we can use that energy to love our children's and our husbands and our friends well. Um, and he desires for us to have a balanced and healthy life. Um, after all, we can't serve him if we aren't healthy and equipped. However, he doesn't desire for us to be obsessed with our body image. And I honestly didn't even think that I was until I got pregnant after getting my body back per se and realized how much that kind of defeated me. Um, mm-hmm. my, my need for like a perfect body was ridiculous And, um, I didn't even have a perfect body. That's what's so crazy. But I just, I don't know. I realized in that moment that that was something that was gripping me that I actually didn't even know was gripping me. I never even knew I had that vanity really. Cause if you would have asked me, I would have said, "Eh, I mean, yeah, I want to like have a good body, but I, I don't struggle with it. But God used this pregnancy to kind of illuminate that sin in my life. And, bring it out and show me what is good and what is okay about being healthy and what is unpure and unhealthy. And I think a lot of women at our core deal with um, an unhealthy body image um, issues that we need to really lay before the cross and understand why 
why do we have those? Like God wants us to be healthy, but he didn't call us to have these perfect bodies. He called us to be, um, have bodies that are made to serve him. And so that was a big thing. Um, and then another big thing was, um, I think throughout the beginning of this pregnancy, I just prayed for God's will to be done. Um, and then I kind of got hit with some crazy stuff on top of just being pregnant. So after my first appointment, I had to go in pretty early, just being that I was in geriatric pregnancy. Um, they found five different complications. Um, and those were, one was she was most likely going to be disabled and have Down syndrome. She could be delivered way too early because she was very low, which is called previa placenta. She was measuring way too small. Um, she had a heart issue and she had two renal arteries, which that doesn't typically matter, but it was just showing lots of deformities in her body. So not only was I dealing with not wanting to be pregnant and really I'll be honest for the whole nine months, I didn't overcome this feeling of not wanting to be pregnant, but through that, the Lord, even though I kind of dealt with unhappiness and anxiety and worry about all of that, there was this very, very tangible peace over me, which was something that I've never felt before in my entire life. And it was obviously God's peace over me. And that peace came from me just seeking him every day through the valley, through the mountains, through the valleys. And, um, you know, just realizing that he is in control and he obviously made this girl be a part of our life through all obstacles. Um, and he was going to take care of her and whatever was going to come of it. Like it was part of his plan. So I say all that and say, please know that I wasn't perfect and I didn't deal with the anxiety and the stress and all of that perfectly. I definitely cried and I definitely was sad for a while. Um, but there was still an underlining peace in my soul that I knew that I am a follower of Christ and God has got this, no matter what the outcome is, he is going to be glorified in this. Um, okay. So I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, because there is a lot to this story, I just want to pick out some spots um, for, yeah, any mom that might go through this or, um, a similar situation. So you find out you're pregnant. It was through amazing circumstances where you, your husband had a vasectomy, you had a missing fallopian tube. It was obviously a miracle that it even the conception even happened. So you're stuck in all your feelings about that and God, why? And then what week was it that you got the prognosis of all these deformities that might be there? Do you remember? Oh, girl, I'm not a numbers girl like you. I think it was, <laughs> you guys don't know Shannon Wells. She knows all of her numbers. She probably could tell me this better than I do. I think it was week 15 though. I'm not sure completely, but I think it was week 15. I, I believe it was around there. And then it was not until in the twenties where you had another ultrasound. So there was weeks in between there where you have so 
many feelings. You're, yeah. you're still struggling with the anger, um, the pride, the, um, you know, just God revealing this sin that he wants to heal you from and free you from. And then also just a baby, a birth, like yeah. a baby that's coming. And then mm -hmm. um, that she might have these problems that you then will have to deal with. And I know from being your friend and talking with you that sent us, sent you on other like thoughts way in the future of her life. And that's what we do as moms, right? Like we care so much about our kids and their lives, like as human yeah. adults, not yeah. just as babies. And so, okay. So I want to um, ask you, and I know you pointed to a few of these things, but what did you do with these feelings? These were very real feelings and no matter where we are in motherhood, we've dealt with anger in one way, form or fashion, and we've dealt with sadness and anxiety. So what did you do in the midst of this huge trial to um, address these feelings? Um, so to be honest with you, my personality, whenever I hit anger, frustration, anxiety, worry, whatever it is, I typically just put up a wall and pretend like it's not happening and move past it. Like that is just who I've always been. That's kind of what my childhood taught me to do. Um, and this is a big part of my story because God really started to break those walls down in my life that I've had for 37 years um, where I'm just going to tough through it and it's fine. And I'm going to say, everything's fine. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> you know, when I wasn't. Um, and so the way I made it through, honestly, is for almost the first time in my life, I allowed myself to mourn, which was kind of crazy. Uh, like I allowed myself to mourn the news. I allowed myself to mourn the pregnancy. I allowed myself to have feelings, which was not mm -hmm. something I typically do. And when I had those feelings, I just cried and prayed. I just brought them to the feet of the Lord. <laughs> and I was like, God, I don't deal with emotions. I don't like emotions. I usually put up a wall, but I think during this time you're teaching me to break it because maybe this wall has kept me from an intimacy with you because I've never had to depend on you for peace. I just power through and move on. Um, and instead of powering through and moving on, he told me to stop and to allow my feelings to be felt um, and that they were okay. The anger was okay. The anxiety was okay. The, the worry was okay, but that I wasn't alone and that I could bring it to his feet. And when I did that, every time I would just have sadness come over me or anxiety or just cry out of nowhere, I would say, Jesus, just let your will be done, you know? And that was like my prayer the whole time. And he actually taught me a lot about what his will is and how my idea of how I've prayed before in the past was, you know, very, um, okay, God, I just want your will for my life. But a lot of times that I want your will for my life was me being like, I need you to tell me, I need you to show me, help me. I want, and it was more of like a selfish endured prayer, not meaning to be obviously like I've always wanted the Lord's will to be done in my life, but the way I was praying it, it was like, okay, God, show me your will because I want to know it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and he was basically saying, no, my will is that you don't know right now. You're going to just have to wait during this time. And during this time, you're going to have to seek my face to get through it. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to show you my plan right now. 
and I'm not going to, you know, whatever, stop praying for my will because you want to know and you want control. Pray for my will so that you can ultimately trust me for what story I'm writing, you know? Um, so yeah, if you yeah. know all the will, if you know everything, then we don't trust. We can't trust him if we know yeah. it all. It's, yeah. Like if you're know it all, you trust no one. So you're not yeah. definitely not going to trust God. So I think um, it was so, um, I mean, yeah, I'll be honest too. It was hard as a friend in this situation because it is a long nine months, 10 months. Like it's a long time and yeah. it's long for you. It's long for someone who we don't have the answers. We don't know what to do. None of us know what was to come and yeah. we all were trusting God in the situation. And so it was, um, it was hard for all of us, but what we like to say on this podcast is feelings are messengers. And so with all these feelings that you had, there was a message that God wanted to tell you. And with the anger, you were able to see why am I, why am I angry? Well, there was a few reasons, but one was my body. Why am I sad? Well, you know, so they, it was amazing that you went to God because that's what we're to do. We're to go to God with these feelings, with these um, messages and say, what are you telling me? Because he gives us emotions. Okay. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you went to God, that was your intentional action, um, that you took in that waiting time, which was, and dealing with emotions. Um, and then I know that, um, there were some other things that happened once the birth happened, <laughs> there was another big trial that you had to go through. So mm -hmm. briefly share about the birth and then, um, there's another thing that you did that I want to point out, but I'll just let you share ha what happened with the birth and those few weeks after that. Oh my gosh. And I totally forgot to put in when I found out I was pregnant, my husband had just lost his job for the first time. So not only yeah. like, did I found out I was pregnant, we didn't have a job. Like it was crazy. Anyway. Um, okay. So after pregnancy, so, um, they actually induced me about a week early because I was dealing with some hypertension. And my blood pressure was a little wacky and they just wanted to make sure I didn't get preeclampsia. So they were like, well, we'll induce you because typically once you get induced, if you don't know anything about preeclampsia, typically once you get induced, all preeclampsia and like the high blood pressure things go away. So that's what they did. Um, and it did the exact opposite of that. It actually threw me right into postpartum preeclampsia, um, which was probably the most terrifying thing I've ever been through in my whole life. We were in and out of the hospital for the first two weeks and um, I had to live in the hospital with my baby who actually ended up having to go to the ER during that time too. And it was just a lot. And we would come home, they would discharge me and say my numbers and my blood pressure and everything was fine and stabilized. And then I would get home and I would be sitting on my couch and doing absolutely nothing. And my blood pressure would raise to the point where my entire body was shaking and I almost passed out and I would have to race back to the hospital, hoping not to like seize out or go into some sort of stroke with my blood pressures. I mean, the numbers were astronomical. Um, and so it was terrifying. Like every single time I came home, I was actually afraid to come home 
where, where is where I wanted to be because I didn't want to be in the hospital with my newborn baby. I wanted to be around my children and I wanted to be in my own home, but I was afraid to come home because every time I came home, I had to go back to the hospital, be readmitted. And that 20 minute drive to the hospital was the most frightening thing. Cause I just didn't know there was one morning that I passed out and my mom, thank goodness was there and basically caught my youngest out of my arms. So I didn't drop on the ground with her because my blood pressure was so high. And I remember looking at my husband saying, take me to the hospital. And my two kids were right there next to me, my two oldest, and they were getting ready for school. And I literally was like, oh my gosh, I could die on the way to the hospital and never see them again. But I was trying to hold it together because I didn't want their mommy, like them to be afraid that something was wrong with their mommy. Um, But yeah, it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. for the, the two weeks actually it was like almost three weeks prior to that and then it was like ongoing for six months after about two and a half weeks it was a little better but anyway so that's kind of the story I know you wanted to ask me a specific question so I'll let you do that and yeah well I know through that um scary time um you know there's a lot of obviously anxiety that comes up. Is my blood pressure going to spike this next minute or five minutes from now or 10 minutes from now? And you had to sit still and take a lot of um, just rest and not do anything. And it was just really anxiety producing and inducing and understandably so. And so I want you to share what tactic you used because when you're in those anxiety moments, which if you struggle, like I, I have, and Christina has, you know, that you aren't thinking clearly and you can't really, um, logically plan out. Okay. Well, I'm going to go spend an hour with God and talk through this, think through this, pray about this. Like you're in an anxiety moment. So, you know, panic attacks, kind of thing. So what do you do? What did you, what did you do to prepare yourself for that next five minutes that your blood pressure might spike again? Yeah. So, um, there, this, there's a specific moment that I'm going to explain. Um, and this was after I'd been released to the hospital like four times. Um, and I was sitting in the parking lot at a florist (laughs) and all of a sudden this anxiety welled up in me, which guys, I'll be honest with you. Like I've never even dealt with anxiety before until this pregnancy, which I think was another thing that the Lord like illuminated in me that like, it's not beyond everybody and Mm -hmm. that it does happen and that God is there and he will bring you through. Um, but this was the craziest thing is I was sitting in the parking lot and I was like, all of a sudden the welling up like of anxiety in my chest was coming up and my heart started pounding. And I was like, Oh gosh, here we go again. I'm going to have to like race the hospital somewhere. I don't, I'm by myself at this point. I would, I think somebody let me go out like by myself and get a, like something like just air to breathe because I hadn't been alone for weeks. Um, and so I was just, I was like, oh gosh, I don't even know what to do. Um, And I literally said, oh my goodness, Lord, like help me calm. And I started just reciting verses. Now I'm going to tell you, this is what's so crazy is like, I've literally made it my goal in life to try to memorize verses because I know memorization of the scripture is so good. But 
maybe you're like me, maybe you are really good at memorizing. I don't know whoever's listening, but I am not good at memorizing things. I am a gist person. Like I read something, I can give you the gist of it. You tell me to memorize something word for word. I just cannot do it. Um, And all of a sudden I sat there in my car and I didn't even know what to pray. And I just started like recite. I can't even tell you right now because I don't have things memorized. Mm -hmm. I started reciting verses over myself, like verbatim for what they say in the Bible, word for word, word for word. Because I was like, I don't even know how to pray. And it was just like, like it just like all these verses started spitting out, like cast your fears and anxiety on me, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's the gist. That's what I would normally know. Like cast your fears and anxiety on me somewhere, you know, but like they started coming out verbatim to what it says in the Bible, like verse after verse, after verse, after verse. And as I kept saying those verses, like my heart just continued to melt and feel his peace and the anxiety went away. And all I can say to that is if you are putting the word of the Lord into mm-hmm. you, even if it's not, even if you don't feel like you're memorizing it, or even if you don't feel like you're um, retaining it, if you're putting the word of the Lord in you, it's in you. And at those moments and those darkest times and those scariest moments, it's going to come out. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, actually, this is kind of funny because this Sunday at church, my pastor, one of our pastors was preaching and he said, you know, sometimes people say that um, they read the Bible and they just really don't remember any of it and they can't memorize it and they don't really get that much out of it. And he was like, well, do you remember what you ate last Wednesday for dinner? I don't either, but I know it nourished my soul because I needed food and it nourished me. So even sometimes when you don't feel like you're getting something out of what you're reading, like it is nourishing your soul and it will come out when you need it. (laughs) And God's going to use his word to speak into you and give you to cast out those anxieties and those fears. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's exactly (laughs) what I wanted you to talk about because, um, yeah, we, it is hard to memorize scripture. I mean, it's one more to do on our thing. And we're like, well, I read the verse today and I, I listened to this worship song, which is made out of a Bible verse. And so I've heard that today and we're like, is it really, yeah. Am I absorbing it? And when you are doing that consistently on a consistent basis, it is going in you and it will be recalled in times of trouble. And that's a promise from God. So um, love that. And that is a useful, useful tool in anxiety or any other time of life. Um, Okay. So yeah, that was a very, um, just an amazing, amazing story, amazing lesson that God, um, many lessons that he brought you through and your family and even your friends and supportive, um, people in your life. And it was a true miracle that we were all, I will speak for myself, but that I was honored to witness and be around and, um, I'm trying not to cry. And, um, just that we get to still be in your life and your precious baby's life. And, um, it was just an amazing thing to walk through. Um, okay. So I just have one last question that I thought would be fun to ask. Um, we are all about pursuing wellness and peace and that peace that you mentioned, you mentioned it, how it was, you know, you felt it tangibly through the whole story. 
despite all the feelings, you had this underlying peace that passes understanding that God put in you. And that peace that, which is crazy because peace means wellness and wholeness. And to have that peace and despite a very unwell time is, um, just a testament to that God can do anything. It doesn't matter that you might feel unwell, that circumstances, diagnosis, ultrasounds might say things are unwell. He is peace. And if he is in you and you are pursuing him, you will have peace. And, um, we talk about on the pod, how we're like to intentionally pursue Jesus and pursue that peace in all areas of our life. And there's seasons for things. And so in that season that you were in, you, um, you did what you could and you did amazing things as far as seek him and his, and his peace and his scripture and his word. And that got you through the trial, got you through the fire. So right now in this season, you know, that precious baby is over one and a half. You have two other kids. You are a busy mom with a lot going on, businesses to run, family to run, home to run. Um, what area of wellness, and I'll read them off. So we have mental, emotional, physical, social, financial, occupational, and environmental. What area of wellness are you finding yourself really leaning into right now and being intentional with some actions, courageous actions um, in this season? Okay. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and say spiritual and emotional, because I think they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly, that's been kind of a resounding thing ever since Kali. Um, And for all your listeners, by the way, we never really wrapped up the story that after all of this, Kali was fine. Like all five prognosis ended up being gone at that 22 week appointment. Pretty much. There was a couple of things. She was still pretty small. She still had a heart murmur. Um, but like she was only one in 10,000 and being down syndrome and she's not now. So God did work miraculously through her body. Um, but I, I always want to mention that, you know, some people don't get that miracle and that yeah. outcome. And, you know, maybe they did get a word that their child was going to have learning disabilities of some sort, or maybe, you know, their child didn't make it or whatever it might be. I, I have a beautiful story that God did come through, but just because we don't see the earthly redemption in something, say Kali didn't come through and all of those things were wrong, that would not have changed my my faith and my peace in God's plan because mm-hmm. everything in the world is not good. <laughs> we live in a world full of sin and full of hurt and full of pain. Um but that's why we have a redeemer because one day he will redeem all things. Um, And even if you have a story that didn't turn out as, you know, awesome and, you know, flowery as mine with my child who, you know, came through and had miraculously things happen to her body, know that whatever your story is or whatever stories come in your life, if you don't necessarily get the outcome, that seems to be all roses and butterflies. Um, God, God will redeem that someday. So um, I just feel the need to say that so that people know the end of the story, but okay. So spiritual and emotional, um, 
And those areas of wellness, I think, like I said, they they um, they kind of go hand in hand because it's still working on the walls in my life. I, I'm still working on. I'm just even keel. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm always fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you know. Um, and realizing I don't like. I always felt like if I wasn't that, then I was like a hot mess express, and I didn't really want to be a hot mess express. And so I'm trying to find the balance between a healthy amount of emotion that isn't just emotion to have emotion, but actually emotion to have an emotionally more intimate relationship with the Lord, because in order to have intimacy with the Lord, like it does have to be emotional. And so um, that's one of the biggest things I'm working on right now is being able to break down walls enough that when I'm praying, I'm not necessarily just praying to the Lord to answer oh, Lord, can you please fix this in my life or whatever? But I'm actually praying for a closer relationship with him and a more intimate relationship with him that only comes from me allowing walls to break down and be emotionally like open to his calling and his voice Mm -hmm. and his, you know, if you have a hard time hearing his still small voice, it's honestly probably because you're not, emotionally intimate with the Lord during your prayer time, because that is something that I'm working on right now. Sorry. That's my dog. (laughs) It's Christmas time and UPS is coming all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, anyway, so yeah. Yeah. No, love that. And, um, let me see episode. I'm not sure what episode it is, but, I have an episode on emotions and um, I will definitely put that in the show notes because it it was um, on the opposite side of things than Christina where I had so many emotions and I went to God for the same thing, like that emotional intimacy. It was for her, she's having a hard time, the walls are built up and she wants that more emotional connection with God. If you're going to have it with anyone, like God would be the one, right? And then I was having so many emotions and being frustrated with them. Like, why am I so emotional? And again, God was saying, bring them to me and I will help you sort them all out. I will help you tell, help tell you what they're all for, what I want you to do with them. So same thing, opposite side of the spectrum. And I love that. And um, yeah, I just love that, that you pointed that out because that's what we want to do here. We're women. Women have... A little bit more emotions than guys. Guys have a lot of emotions too, but, um, and that's a good thing. It's all a good thing. And, um, how is God helping us find peace in all of it? So love that. And, um, yeah, I love your answers. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I was going to say, I don't know if you want to put this in your show notes or not, but you could link to my article that I wrote about the whole pregnancy. If people want to hear the whole story. Um, yes, yes. So. Yeah. So, um, where I will put the link to the article in the show notes and also where people can find you, but can you also just share right now verbally where people can find you? Oh, um, on Facebook or Instagram, <laughs> uh, Christina underscore Cassell with two, three L C A S S E L L. Um, yeah. That's on and Instagram. Then, yes. But that's okay. all in that story too. So if obviously a 40 minute podcast doesn't allow me to tell the whole story and I was able to write for 
um, Love What Matters website and they publish my article. So there is an article about that entire story and how God worked through it with me um, through my whole pregnancy. So if you're interested, you could go read that. <laughs> yes, I will add that. And you can find Christina on Facebook and Instagram and thank her, thank her for sharing her story today. And I will, um, yeah, I'll link to everything and I will recap next week or in a few days, I'm sorry, in a few days, um, all the goodness that Christina has packed in here. We don't want it to go on forever. We want this to be um, something that you can listen to. And so we are going to stop sharing this amazing story, but sure, there's so much more that we can pull out of it. Um, God is just an amazing, um, he is just an amazing teacher and counselor and has done amazing things in this and physician as he's done amazing things in this story. So we're going to read the article and um, just thank Christina for being on today and sharing her story. And um, yeah, thanks for coming. Bye. Okay. Bye. Wasn't that awesome? Like in awe of God. Awesome. Seriously, for all that he has done in that testimony. Now I want to tell you where you can find Christina and thank her for sharing her testimony on, you can find her on Instagram at Christina underscore Cassell. That's actually Cassell with three L's. <laughs> so Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A underscore C-A-S-S-E-L-L-L. And it's also linked in the show notes, so you can go click on her there. And you can also read the full story at lovewhatmatters.com. I will put that full link in the show notes too. So also I want you to share with us on Facebook, in the group, if this testimony was for you or someone you know, I would love to know. So go to bit, B-I-T forward slash, no, I'm sorry, bit dot L-Y, Lee, forward slash holistic hacks and join us over there and tell us about what you thought about this testimony today. I cannot wait to hear it. And now may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. First Thessalonians 5, 23 to 24. Shalom, shalom. Hey, Wellness Warrior. I pray that blessed you. And if so, it would bless me big if you would write a five-star review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Not only would this make me super happy, but it will allow for others to find this show too. Also, I love to chat over on Instagram, so make sure to take a screenshot, share to your Instagram stories, and tag me at the Shan Wright so I can see it and we can keep chatting and bring other moms to chat with us. Until we get to chat again, mama friend. May the Lord's face shine upon you and give you peace.